0: Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Wake up if you're still sleeping from your night. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 4th, episode 2552, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse world.
0: Well, this is the point where I usually play a morning bumper, and I looked this morning for a bumper that started with, the national nightmare is over. Uh, well, one, I couldn't find that bumper. And two, apparently it's not. So uh we all hope you got a great night's sleep. uh There's, you know, if you're here for political talk, you're in the wrong place. I will say... Ah, uh,
1: no, we have some weird news coming up, and I'm going to get political, Glenn. Oh, geez. It's, gonna, it's on.
0: <laughs> and I might get a little political, not national politics, but horse politics in the post-show today. So stay tuned for that. But I know you all slept well. you know Do you think anybody's going to listen to today's show, to be honest, after last night?
1: I'm pretty sure it's just you and I. Nobody's <laughs> sure. listening.
0: Now, I will give this my commentary about the politics of last night. The one guy won a bunch of states. The other guy won a bunch of states. And it still isn't decided. There's still more states.
1: So there Here's my surprise face. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. moving on.
0: <laughs> What's coming up on today's show?
1: We're going to talk to Stacey McGill from UK. She stops by to discuss her research on air qualities in barns and including like use of fans. And um, we're going to meet the new editor in chief of Black Greens magazine, Michaela Lawson. So that'll be coming up. Also some weird news and who else, who knows what else we'll
0: get into. Michaela Lawson sounds like a movie star, doesn't it? Name? (laughs) (laughs) Movie star quality about it. But first, we have some stars in our audience, and they're people with birthdays. Well, happy birthday to Lynn Bishop and Lindsay Roush. It's their birthdays today, so happy birthday to both of you. Of course, they're part of our terrific auditor group. And now it's your turn.
1: I have a birthday as well. Well, not me, but... Happy Birthday! I would like to wish happy birthday to Pat Roberts, the wife of Monty Roberts. Now, I say that as like he's Monty and she's his wife. Whatever. She is Pat Roberts and he is her husband. And I'll tell you what, if you read Monty's book, okay, most people read Monty's book The Man Who Listens to Horses. And when I read that book, I mean, I read it in like the nineties when it came out, but I also read it before I went and did my first course there in 2015. Now at this point I had a two year old child. Okay. And so I'm reading the book and it is all about Monty and his life and how amazing he is. And then this whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's amazing. She's ridiculously amazing. they had 47 foster kids and three biological children. And then Monty's talking about going on tour and going, out, you know, into England and then having, you know, like spending days in the woods following the deer. And I'm like, I would kill my (laughs) husband if he was like, I'm going to go out in the woods for four days and go follow some deer with 47 foster children and three biological children as I'm sitting there with my two-year-old. So I realized in that reading that book it's supposed to be a book about Monty, and I was just fascinated with Pat and her story because she and, and I have done since then. Because I basically worship this woman. She's uh, the uh, she's an artist. She's an amazing horsewoman, oh,
0: amazing sculptor, and, and also sculptor, yeah, and a champion, uh, a champion competitor too.
1: Yeah, and she's she's amazing. So I did a. If you guys want to learn a little bit more about Pat, I did a uh, an Equestrian Legends with her because to me, you we we know the story of Monty, but you need to hear the story of Pat because she is just, uh, she's a Renaissance woman. She is an absolute Renaissance woman. And then you go to her house, which is immaculately clean, yeah, and she's prepared and she a meal too. for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, to me, it's ridiculous. She's just a Renaissance woman, and I just wanted to say, happy But she birthday still has hair
0: left Pat. after all those kids and life. I mean, and now
1: you know a lot of their marriage has been him being on tour, and now he's home, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she must she, be losing yeah, it.
0: I think she's probably losing it. She's never had him home in any. Thank given God part. for
1: horses. Yeah. I mean, I know she rides every day, several horses. I mean, and she's in her, you know, I mean, you know, she's not 25 anymore. So bless her heart. She's just an amazing woman, and I just wanted to wish her a special happy birthday.
0: There you go. Well, happy birthday to Pat. Hey, speaking of birthdays, we got our papers in yesterday for our new puppy, our new greyhound. Uh, his name's Pickles. In case you missed that in the previous show, uh, so uh, we got her papers in the mail yesterday, and she is an Arkansas bred uh, puppy. She's born in Arkansas. Yes, and I, but I was very disappointed because her her whining does not have a southern accent. Uh, I was spe- Arcan-
1: Arkansas is kind of you know. It has its That's pretty Arkansas thick. has its own drawl. And it's really like they have thick. their own thing,
0: yeah. and it's not nothing like that. I was very disappointed that we have a southern dog without a southern accent. Well, uh, so I don't know. Maybe she grew up mostly here. right? I don't know. But uh, isn't that
1: fun being able to trace their kind of lineage and history? Yeah, we
0: got the names of her parents and you know grandparents, and then they do. What's the her registered name? Her registered name is oh, uh, it is like P.S. Algebra.
1: P.S. Algebra, and Here's then she reg- was named Tickle, and now she's Pickles.
0: <laughs> so yes, P.S. Algebra was her name, uh, and and everything's going pretty well, except we haven't learned to sleep the entire way through the night yet without going out. So hopefully we can get that figured out.
1: Oh, that just gets better, trust me. <laughs> With a bunch of senior dogs, oh, yeah. I actually walked downstairs <laughs> to my dog door. There's like a we have a mudroom now, which most of the dogs sleep in. And thank God one of them slept in there last night because it was destroyed. And I walked in. I was like, why does that, everything smell bad in my kitchen? And I opened the door. I was like,
0: oh, somebody got sick. Oh, no. And they all wallowed uh, in it. Yeah. that's
1: uh, Well, they didn't wallow. Thank God. It, it was all on the tile floor, which uh, is not on their dog beds, which is great. But you walk in and I was like, what happened? And I look at all
0: the dogs and tank. My Jack Russell like hides his face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, Oh. Clearly, it was you. <laughs>
0: that is the thing is about crazy? farm dogs. When they're loose on the farm, you can't control what they're eating, you know, or what they're getting into every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, jack Russell's get into whatever they yes. want. <laughs> it's
0: stinkier the better, usually. Do you have any poop eaters?
1: Horse poop eaters? Yeah. yeah. Or dog? Horse poop like,
0: eaters? No, the oh, dogs. Oh, yeah, every
1: yeah. every dog. Eats every horse poop. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because oh, some were and some were. We had some that were and some that weren't, thank God. Uh,
1: oh, it is so foul. They just, like, it's the fresher the better. And, like, <laughs> and I have two, Danny and Tank will, like, find the greenest one and just, like, tuck and roll. And, like, and, like why are you rolling in poop? That's disgusting. Danny has like just a perma stain on her neck, and the white part. She's a border collie mix, and and she just say, yeah, perma green. It's just green all the time. You can bleach her. <laughs> I think this still is a very
0: vegan. appropriate conversation after last night. By the way, I think it's perfect. <laughs> and I have Let's an update. Talk. I have an update. The one guy still has a lot of states. The other guy still has a lot of states, and there's still more states.
1: Wow! Breaking news breaking here news. on horses. Yes, you focus. can. We will we'll
0: keep you informed.
1: If you're listening to this later on, this is the day after the election. Yes, so yes. if you're listening morning in after. a couple of weeks, you're going to have an answer. Yeah, there is but not right a now, winner
0: this morning. No, that's right. That's correct. There's still yeah. two guys fighting it out.
1: And and I'm going to have some political news and weird news, and it's going to be a little weird. So uh, people are serious about their politics. But let's talk horses. All right. A couple new horses came for training, Glenn, and it, it, it jogged my memory because you were talking about how – you got pickles as papers and so pickles, papers, pickle, pecker, pick up, pick pick, up, but whatever pickles, papers. And, um, you get to learn so much about animals from their papers. You know, when you get a Mustang or a grade horse or a horse that's not registered, you don't know, but thoroughbreds are really, really fun to track down as well. Um, so two horses came, they are, identical twins, although, you know, from a different mother, they're both chestnuts. They're both like 16 they both have a stripe down their face. One of them has a white leg. That's how I tell them apart because they are like exactly alike. However, the, the one with the white leg, his name is Sebastian Haas. So I don't know what to call him. <laughs> Sebastian Haas and Sebastian. But it's Hoss, gotta be
0: Haas. Doesn't it?
1: I mean, you're from the
0: it's, South. It's gotta be Haas.
1: Do you know, this sounds terrible, but with all the horses I've had in training, if I give them nicknames, I can't remember who they are. So I have to like call them by their names. So I'm Googling him right now. Sebastian Haas Thoroughbred. The fun thing about Thoroughbreds is you can go to Equibase, which is a website and you can put in, like, you could just Google like Sebastian Haas Thoroughbred, and his horse profile will come up on Equibase. And so I'm looking at Sebastian Haas and um, Thoroughbred, Chestnut, Gelding, born March 2017. Okay. So I'm looking at, I, I want their history. So like, he's I want still to know a puppy. How, oh yeah. Here. They're both babies, but they're huge, like really old looking babies. You know, like a three-year-old you look at and sometimes they're kind of scrawny. These Both these horses are, they're men. They're not boys. They're like, when I got Groot, we called him baby Groot because he was three and he looked like a baby. This horse looks like a man. And so I started looking up his connections and, and his race records. So he raced in his whole career, uh, one time as a two-year-old and three times in 2020. His last race was the beginning of October. And so I'm like, well, let's look at the results of the race. Last race he was in was his uh, whole thing was DNF. That means did not finish. Okay. Remington, all four races at Remington park, DNF did not finish. What you, you can stop actually- for a hot dog. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, it's like you realize I mean like,
0: one race, but not four. Why
1: did you stop in your last race? And that was clearly when they decided to retire him. And I started looking at the the okay, jockey Sophie Doyle, amazing female jockey here at at uh, Remington. And then the trainer, Federico Villafranco, owner Allison Caldwell, Breeder, Dream Walking Farms Incorporated. I'm like, God, that sounds so familiar. Dream Walking Farms. Dream Walking Farm. What is that? What is that? Why does it sound familiar to me? So I'm going to pick Lucas up from school a couple days ago on Monday. And I'm driving up 36th, and I'm about to make a turn onto Indian Hills. And I'm coming up and I see Dream Walking Farm. It's right up the street. <laughs> it is right up the street. Now, apparently there's several branches of Dream Walking Farm, Glenn. Do you know who owns Dreamwalkin Farm? Let me paint a picture. You come up to the gate. It is this massive gate. I mean, this this it's a. But there's a mansion on the hill. There is a huge pond with a fountain with this ginormous American flag. And there's a entrance is like brick with security, and it's Dreamwalkin Farms, and the gate. Is a metal like, but somebody's made it and it's musical notes going on the, like the gate, like, like it's like you're reading music. Dreamwalking Farms, Glenn, is owned by Norman Moore legend, Toby Keith. That's right. Really? I have Toby Keith's horse. (laughs) Really? Apparently he's a, he, I, I knew he owned racehorses, but I did not know he bred and owned racehorses. You've never seen him at the grocery store? You know, he doesn't frequent the Walmart. <laughs> 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 and apparently he's got, there's several branches of Dreamwalking Farms, but he comes during, um, to this Dreamwalking Farms when the OU team is playing football, because I guess he's a big, a big OU football, football fan, fan yeah. sits on the sidelines with the team, you know, and all that stuff. Anyway, Sebastian Haas used to belong. To Toby Keith,
0: do you think so, he ever touched the horse? Like,
1: oh my God! One can only dream. <laughs> uh, so, so you are
0: a real name dropper this week. Between the post show on Monday and today, oh, you are well, just yeah. dropping names everywhere.
1: Well, I, it's 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 not. He's not my best friend. Um, <laughs> we don't hang out. Uh, he hasn't called. He, and and what's irritating in the world of like this Dream Walking Farms has. Acres upon acres of like double fence line. It's meticulously groomed and mowed. And there's not one damn animal on the whole place. (laughs) Not one. Where do they have it? And I just think, well, he's got like six or seven dreamwalking farms, Uh, apparently. Um, But I just think like you could retire your own thoroughbreds out on these fields because they're just like they they don't even hay it, Glenn. It is meticulously mowed, meticulously grown. I feel like I should take Sebastian Haas and put him in the
0: field. You feel the same way I did when we see the farms around here that are not used. You know, they're big old used to be thoroughbred farms and they mow the fields and it's like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah why are you doing that like i mean it's clipped like like he basically could play golf in his pasture and there's just he just might actually <laughs> yeah no he owns the country club right up the street uh, so
0: <laughs> there's Toby's there's done all well. right hasn't he toby keith he's done okay toby, and,
1: yeah. and you know what you would never ever know by turning on the country music radio stations around here that toby keith was from here wait no that's a lie they legit, every other song is a Toby Gee song.
0: <laughs> Isn't there another big one that lives right in, in your area too?
1: Well, if you are going to the history of country music, Glenn, and you look at all the big singers, the people from Oklahoma, um, let's see, Yukon, just what? Because I was looking at those horses over the weekend. I drove through Yukon, which has a giant water tower that says Homa Garth Brooks. Does he still have a farm there? I don't know. He did. He didn't call me and tell me to stop by. So, uh, yeah, he's gonna play. And then if then there's a water tower in Moore that says Homa Toby Toby Keith. There's a water tower south of uh, Oklahoma City, somewhere down there, and Tishomingo, which is home of Blake Shelton. Then you've got Homa Reba McIntyre, of Carrie Underwood. I mean, it never stops. It is like every <laughs> super famous country singer was born in Oklahoma. I
0: so forgot I- that Carrie was Oklahoma.
1: Remember that song? Yes, traffic light. In yes, Jakarta? I yeah, just Jakarta, didn't Oklahoma. Yeah, I didn't put it.
0: You know, I just heard, forgotten that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, Carrie so, Under. You were Carrie Underwood's neighbor too.
1: We're basically best, best friends.
0: friends. Yeah, I know. So
1: yeah, she, yeah <laughs> she's just uncomfortable coming on the show because of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's I was why. a stalker. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sebastian. Haas that whole restraining
0: is here, order thing. It's yeah.
1: Yeah, it's weird <clears throat> going back to the fact that he stopped. In his last race, I haven't watched the video because I think it would frighten me because I went to get on. This is a horse that has raced four times, which has been in training. You know, it takes them six months of training before they even get to the track. So this horse has been that ridden that many times. I went to get on him. Like, I, I do a certain thing where I... I, I belly you know they're race horses they've had riders so I don't go quite as slow as I do with horses that have never had a rider so I do the join up the long lining I tacked him no problem and Abby's holding him and I went and got on him with my belly just like you kind of get up on your belly and so if they freak out you can just drop down but he's not gonna freak out he's a race horse Yeah, I don't think he was ever actually trained to have a rider on, which is why he probably stopped in his last race. I got on him with my belly, and that horse, like, he stood there. And then what you do is you walk him a couple steps just to get them used to the difference and the movement and the change of weight. That horse was gone, but he's still on the line. You know, he tucked his butt and scooted away, like, what is that thing on me? And I just – and it happened a few times, and I just keep thinking – that poor jockey.
0: Do you think he dumped the was... jockey? Does it say if they dumped the jockey?
1: It doesn't say, but there there is a video which you can pay $5 to watch. And like I said, I haven't paid the $5 yeah, Don't to do watch that until you
0: have to get him trained. be better Because right I yeah. might
1: be a little nervous <laughs> to get on him. Um, He did have...
0: He might have some... gone the other direction, too. We don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he did have whopping earnings of, let's see, his lifetime earnings, Glenn, are $2,199. Ooh. The ROE, the return on investment is not good. Or he just
0: stopped by the bar. Uh, that uh, gin and tonics are his thing. I
1: it? love this bar. <laughs> That'd be my an Oklahoma God, thing
0: too, wouldn't it? Stop by the bar in the way. <laughs> well, there <laughs> is a
1: bar right up the street called Hollywood Corners that Toby Keith owns. <laughs>
0: There's
1: the <laughs> country bar.
0: Does he own the whole damn town?
1: Yes. It's crazy. I like I remember driving around here um, uh, when my like my father-in-law would pick me up from the airport and I worked in country music at that time. And he's like, Well, we're gonna drive you by this place here. This is Toby Keith house and i was like yeah i know i've been here 67 times and every time you told me (laughs) i call it the jennings driving tour i'm like toby keith it's part of the jennings driving tour always gotta go see toby's house
0: (laughs) nobody comes to see your house
1: you're famous i haven't been on anybody's driving
0: tours yet No, no not yet no Well, speaking of that, we have to uh, head on to our first guest. We're going to be talking a little bit about air quality in the barn now that people are going to be in, or horses are going to be inside the barn a little more uh, over the winter here. But first, before we do that, let's talk about state line tech. First, when I go there, you know. Oh, wait, hold
1: on. I found the the actual write-up of this race here. Sebastian Haas showed brief speed while three ride and then stopped going into the turn and was pulled up and walked off.
0: (laughs) He did. (laughs) See, he uh, went to the bar. (laughs) I love this bar. (laughs) So, StatelineTech.com. You know, when we, we love doing the state line commercials because they're easy to do. Uh, and uh, they're easy to do because we just go to their website and we take a look at what's happening over there and there's always something happening over there. First of all, the 30% off orders over $129 still seems to be there, so take advantage of that. Uh, but they have a section right now. I Go to the homepage and click on the big banner and they have all of the winter riding stuff. And I've been seeing, I don't know about you, on your Facebook friends, but you've been seeing a lot of friends getting snow already. By the way, they're getting snow. This hurricane that was like a Category 4 bounced off Central America is going to be heading up into the Gulf and probably hitting Florida in November. So there we go. Yay!
1: So fun. So
0: I can add that to my list of fun things for this month. Uh, But uh, they have uh, ladies' winter riding tights starting at like $49. They have the Carrots Wind Pro tights at $59. Those are marked down 50%. Uh, they have jackets and riding coats and riding vests, and they have the Ariot uh, soft shells, which I see so many of around here. Uh, but there's six, six pages of winter riding stuff. And of course, most of that is for the ladies in the audience. I, I don't. I see a couple men's things, but uh, most of our audience is ladies anyway. So head on over right now to check out all of the winter stuff that's uh, on sale and also kids stuff. I'm seeing Ariat's, the uh, uh, reversible vests from Ariat and all kinds of other stuff. Nine pages worth. uh, And you're going to need new winter stuff. Let's face it. Your old winter stuff is falling apart. has holes in it and you look like crap. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) get out of my barn, Glenn.
0: I've seen pictures of you out in the barn. you You need new winter stuff. Uh, I'm State- what you call a hot mess. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> also, they just still do have uh, some specials on uh, the Rambo Supreme uh, Verla turnouts uh, that are available right now as well. So, dot com. let's head to our first guest and talk a little bit about barn air quality it's important as a guy who has asthma i know how important air quality is as people who live in california know how important air quality is Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's head on over there right now Well, hi, Stacey. Thank you for joining us this morning. You know, I was just, uh, the other day we had uh, uh, one of our listeners on who was a lawyer and her husband was a lawyer, and we have so many listeners that are doctors and everything. And now we have you, who's pursuing a master's degree in biosystems and agricultural engineering at University of Kentucky. I don't even know what that means. Um, So (laughs) we we are so lucky to have very smart guests and very smart listeners, and then there's Jamie and I. So... uh, we, we appreciate you coming down to our level to chat with us today.
2: Absolutely. I'm very excited.
0: Well, now, um, te- you're, you are doing studies on air quality in barns and, and things like that. And there's one thing I really want to talk to you about today. I know you did a study on fans, and I live in Florida, and of course, all of us have multiple fans. Uh, but I, I want to learn what you learned a little bit about that. But tell us a little bit about the studies that you're doing and why you picked this particular topic.
2: So I have a variety of things going on. Um, I've actually finished my master's and decided to stay on and pursue my PhD. So just being able to expand more on air quality and and ventilation. So she's extra
0: smart, is what I'm getting out of
2: that. (laughs) Or a glutton for punishment. Yeah, either one. (laughs) Decided. Uh, I think that's still up in the air. Uh, but we did do the, the small fan study that you, that you mentioned that looked at common fans in barns and, and what they do or don't do. We have uh, also been looking a lot at indoor arenas and air quality in indoor arenas, uh, while also continuing to look at air quality in barns. And when we, when we talk about air quality, Uh, We talk about it. it, We're kind of referencing a a whole slew of factors such as temperature, uh, moisture that's in the barn, as well as any odors and dust uh, particles and all of that. So it's this very large, overarching topic when we say air quality.
0: So let me ask you a question um, back up a little bit. Have we found... We all know that horses tend, especially very competitive horses, tend to be in more than I think they used to be. So uh, I think there used to be more turnout, especially if you get down to areas like Wellington and places like that where turnout is practically non-existent. In your studies, did you discover that there is an issue with more horses having more breathing problems now than 20 years ago?
2: So we have not expressly looked at that, but we have been focusing on kind of what's going on in that barn stall microenvironment. But we do know that particles um, and odors and some of the the dust and everything does tend to build up in barns the more horses are in. So you follow that logic, the more horses, you know, the longer horses are in, the more of these pollutants, for lack of a better term, that build up, therefore, the worse off the air quality can potentially be if you don't have a proper barn design to help move out all of those, 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 um, the stuff that we don't want our horses or us breathing in.
0: So let's get back to the fans then a little bit, because everybody goes out and buys they all I mean, how, how many box fans are in stalls in America? About a million, right? So uh, and, and, and everybody buys box fans. And like us, we live in Florida. So you know, it's a little hot. Um, and we're putting box fans and we have them up in the upper corner, and they're pointing down. And did you have did you discover anything about types of fans and direction and where they should be and all of that?
2: So we did. Um, I actually had a lot of fun doing this, and we looked at box fans as well as the um, the high volume fans, the circular ones that do push quite a bit of air. Because yep. you also see those. Yep. And what we we looked at on um, being mounted in the rafters as well as on the stall walls, and then one of the barns that we did. Uh, the only way to get fresh air was actually through the stall door. So we looked at that as well. And one of the things that is, is interesting is that hot air rises, which we all know, um, or it's a common, you know, we hear hot air rises. And so when you mount fans up in the rafters, what typically happens, depending on where in the, the barn you have mounted it, you potentially are actually bringing all of that hot air and, and the dust and everything back down into your stall.
0: I never thought about that before. Now,
2: right. So, but if you position the fan, uh, so when we when we talk about air quality, it pretty much goes hand in hand with with making sure that there's good ventilation. And when I say good ventilation, I mean that we are bringing in fresh air, fresh outside air, as much as possible. And so if you have constructed the barn and you have good um, openings at your ease, uh, so where the roof and the walls meet, and that's where you mount your fan and you're pulling air in, you may actually and most likely are bringing fresh air in from the outside directly into your into your barn rather than if it's positioned towards the peak of your barn where you would most likely be pulling and, you know, b- recycling air that has already been through the barn.
0: God, okay. Does well, that, that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Now, I, I see in Florida, you know, our barns tend to be more open. So, you know, they're, they're above the stalls. It's open to the outside. We we don't, I mean, there are closed barns, but not a lot of them. Do you? Right. We, so I see a lot of the barns here, they're putting the fans on the stall door. Uh, and from what you're saying, that might sound like a better place to put it, because then at least it's, the, you know, the hot air still rising and not being shot back down.
2: (laughs) Yes. And, and often um, we see that if you are pairing uh, your, your fans on stall doors or putting your fans on stall doors, you want to make sure that you're pairing it uh, with good aisleway ventilation. Uh, So for instance, the barn that I have where my horses are, I have great air movement through my aisleway. But I don't have quite as great movement from the aisleway into my stalls, so the fans on the doors work well for me to move that fresh air from the aisleway into my stalls. And so that's where fans aren't necessarily, you know, reducing the temperature of the barn or producing air speeds that will actively cool the horses, but they potentially do move fresher air into stalls or into where the horses are, which then pushes the stale air out uh, and facilitates that uh, air exchange.
0: So Jamie built a barn here this year uh in the past year in Oklahoma. Jamie was you know you dealt with professional builders was was air quality was air movement was was any of that a concern or did they bring it up?
1: Oh my gosh, Glenn, let me remind you who what company built my barn. Uh Morton built my barn and and you know, this doesn't mean it to be a com- uh, commercial for them, but like that is the main concern is is airflow. So what she was saying about like when you go up to the the top of the roof. Uh, The top of the wall where it meets the roof, it's all like a mesh, uh, metal mesh thing that goes around so the airflow goes through. I had Dutch doors put in that stay open all the time, and the horses can put their heads in the aisleway or outside the door. We have fans installed, and also Morton has uh, the thing at the roof of the barn that you turn on, and it sucks all the air up through the top of the roof, so it's like continuing oh, that hot air out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, with that barn and and when you're building with a company that's reputable like that, it's the it's such something everybody thinks about. I mean, it's a really big deal. So um I feel comfortable and everything. I'm hearing,
2: I'm feeling like I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> and and that you brought up a really good point: is either exhaust fans up in you know that peak in that. Uh, the top of the barn, or even just ridge openings, um, or properly working cupolas—that's what it is called. Thank you.
1: Well, cupola. <laughs>
2: yes, but yeah, the cupolas, all of that, um, the cupolas and the ridge vents um, are kind of a more passive that it'll just naturally change over versus an exhaust fan, which will actively pull air out of your barn. All of that is amazing for ensuring that that fresh air gets into the stalls and into the barn. Huh.
0: Look, you did something right, Jamie. Look at you. You know, Glenn,
1: <laughs> if, if you're going to quiz me on one thing, building a barn that is easy to work around and is good for my horses would be the number one thing I actually have knowledge about. <laughs> Efficiency and <laughs> airflow and ease of use; those are all the things that I'm going to consider. Again, if you told we've, me to put a car together, I would ha- I'd be like, "Here's a wagon, let's
0: go." We've been doing you know? this ten years, and we finally found something that Jamie knows something about. Good, <laughs> this is great.
1: I, I I definitely feel like I succeeded in this, but <laughs> that's also I'm I'm in I'm forty, so it's, it took me that long to be able to get a place like this. I mean, I've boarded at facilities uh, well. that are just detrimental to the horses. Yeah, well you know which ones we grew up health. in
0: pennsylvania they're all bank barns and, and when i
1: lived in ohio i mean they're England, all bank barns shut it down right.
0: close it up yeah. uh, bank barns are the worst what? because your horses usually go in the bottom and the hay goes in the top the ceilings are low there's no ventilation at all because they were made for cows and converted the horses um and and that's very common in the northeast
2: yeah yeah and that's, we do see that a lot. Um, if if there were two things that I could do to almost any barn that I went in, it would be to take the hayloft out or to make sure that the hayloft wasn't over the stalls and to install some sort of outlet in the roof and inlet in the walls or the eaves, And that would, that would solve a lot of um, potential ventilation issues. Interestingly, some of the best barns ventilation wise are old tobacco barns.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. because they I were made for ventilation. That. That's what they had to have ventilation, right?
2: Exactly. As long as they haven't been, you know, had metal siding put a lo- around them, uh, tobacco barns provide some of the best uh, air quality and ventilation for horses and any animal. Now. now, explain
1: why that is for those who haven't lived in Kentucky or seen the tobacco barns.
2: Uh, So tobacco barns were designed to be open so that air could move through them so that as the tobacco was hanging after it had been harvested, it could dry. And a lot of uh, horse owners have bought old tobacco farms. And so they have converted the tobacco barns into horse stalls. And some of them have put the the metal siding around them, but there are still a lot that It's just the wood siding and the doors have all been all the little slats have been kind of nailed closed so they don't swing. Um, And that just allows the air to to move through it um, and and keep that that fresh air changing.
1: So basically, for those who are having a hard time, you picture going through Kentucky, you'll see these big, giant black Buildings and structures, and those are tobacco barns. And those on the wall, the slats go up and down, and those pivot like they open. It's the weirdest thing. So that's how the airflow went across the tobacco and dried it out, then to be sold. So uh, th- it, uh let me tell you something else about those barns. They're the coldest dang place in the winter. You've I was just going to say <laughs> the snow
0: comes in, and there's a blizzard, you've got ten inches of snow over everything in your barn. <laughs> it's, like...
2: it's so cold, but it's amazing in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're amazing in the summer. Um, and we do have to remember that horses are actually comfortable more comfortable and cl- slightly colder temperatures than humans are. So the horses are probably as long as there's not snow piling up. Um, the horses are actually probably quite happy in it, especially if they have you know good hay and potentially a blanket if they need that. Uh, It's the humans that stand there and go. Yeah, it's the horse husbands like
0: me that have to go out and feed that don't like it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, Stacy, this has been absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I, I got to ask you about one other thing. I, I know you might not comment about this, but you see in a lot of getting back to the indoors, you see. In oh,
1: my God. I thought you were going to ask her who she voted for. Jeez. Oh,
0: no. No. Oh, I do have an election update. The one guy still has won a lot of states. The other guy has won a lot of states, and there's still more states. So it hasn't changed. Um, so, Stacy, the... Uh, The big-ass fans, so we all know what they are, and we see them now. They're very expensive, by the way. Uh, But you see them now going in indoor arenas. Is that a good thing?
2: Fans can be very useful tools if you know why you want them and what, what the purpose for them is. So it's not that they're a bad thing. It's not that they're a great thing. Some arenas, they need them. Some, you may not. And it it really just depends on on what you're looking for, and I know that is a total non-answer.
0: That uh, you it could it have run for office and been the, voted on last night with that answer, Stacy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes back to the to the to the question about do fans work in barns and installs. Well, the real answer is is it depends. What do you want it to do? So there are arenas that definitely can benefit from more air movement and big ass fans do that. They, they move a lot of air, uh, and they help tremendously. And I, especially in a barn that say the horses are under the same roof as the arena or they're around the arena, that's probably a facility that could benefit from something like a big ass fan to move air through, Some of your other arenas, they could just benefit from having more windows and more doors open and making sure that you have those ridge openings. Just because you don't have the horses producing dust and you don't have the hay and the bedding and the ammonia in your arena doesn't mean that it doesn't still need that ability for fresh air to come in. And so having more inlets and outlets so that the air can come in through the inlets and leave through the outlets is good, uh, but a big-ass fan uh, could potentially be something that is very valuable as well.
0: All right. Now, one final question. Are you an inventor?
2: Uh, so I have invented for a, a number of years and have recently been moving more into show jumping.
0: Okay. So you you want to break less bones? Oh, is that the idea?
2: i will not comment on on that thank you Stacy. she should be a politician
0: yeah she you really should be running for office stacy thank you for joining us we really appreciate it
3: (laughs) thank you all right take care you too bye-bye
0: that was fascinating you know it's something that we all just put a fan up and go i guess it's helping the horse right i mean we feel better about yeah, it. <laughs> so, they, they love
1: to stand in front of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, depends <laughs> yeah. on where the air is blowing from. Don't put a fan on the ground and then blow it up at your horse.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then the other thing we didn't get into is uh the ammonia. Obviously, cleaning a stall every day probably helps with that a whole lot. So you know, yeah,
1: and yeah. watering down your arena is all yeah. those things, you know, just it's good, good sense.
0: Yeah. So uh, fascinating. She was, she was good. Well, um, one of the things we're going to start doing here is we're going to start getting a little more Christmassy. One <laughs> after this year with COVID and elections and everything else, we all need a little happy. So uh, the other thing is we want to present to you with not doing radiothon. We want to present to you here on horses in the morning some smaller companies that are. Uh, doing some cool products that you could use for Christmas gifts but aren't the mainstream you don't buy them in the stores and I, I got one of those coming up on Friday uh, and we're going to start getting some more, whether it's artists or people who do just different things that involve horse gifts for your trainers and for the people in your life that love horses. So if you have any ideas or you are yourself somebody who makes homemade stuff or whatever, we've had good luck with this in the past, haven't we? Uh, there, you know, the, the girl who made the little figurines and I, we just have, found some amazing things and we're going to continue that search this year and going to be bringing them to you. But, uh, one of our friends, Neil, who is also the editor of our shows, uh, started a company called Toma Gear. And he, he he's actually added a lot of women's stuff now. So uh, I'm bringing this up today because you, you need to get your orders in, in like the next two weeks. One of the things COVID has done is also made watches and he has wristbands and all different kinds of things, uh, uh, sunglasses and, and all kinds of stuff on his uh, site called shoptoma.com, T O M A.com. Is you need to get the orders in now to be able to get them for Christmas. So I really wanted to talk about this week and next week. Uh, I have have a couple of watches Ooh, that have... Uh- they-
1: did add women's
0: watches. They did add women's watches. And, and I have a couple of his watches. I love them. I wear them all the time and they're not expensive. I mean, they look like they're hundreds of dollars. I have hundreds of dollars. I kind of have a watch thing. So I have hundreds of dollars. Uh, you know, I have watches that were four or $500, but I also have watches that are from him back that, in
1: the day when you had a job where when you had I had money. money you yeah, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. So, but then I have his watches are $49 and they look like they're four or $500. So I wear those every day and I don't have to worry about. Breaking them. And I'm actually going, I don't know about you, but I'm wearing, when I go places now, I'm wearing watches more because I don't feel like getting my phone out every time to see what the time is. Like, you're going to be going to a park next week, an amusement park, I would wear a watch because that way I don't have to get my phone out all the time, especially if you have reservations and all that stuff. A
1: waterproof sports military watch. It is hardcore looking.
0: its four ninety nine. I mean, yeah, the prices. And I'm going to help you out even more. If you use the coupon code HRN, he has increased the discount to 25% off. So now you're talking ridiculously low prices, but you have to get it in the next two weeks to be able to get it by Christmas. Shop Toma, T-O-M-A. Dot .com and he's a good guy and he's worked with us for years our shows go out uh, because of him so uh, thank you to Neil and and I'm glad to help promote uh, what he's doing over there
1: Of course the one I like the most
0: is $164 but 25% off it's not uh, It's like it's free, It's like Glenn. it's free exactly you're figuring it out
1: Well, it is time for weird news. These are actual news stories. Sometimes y'all send me some, so I don't have to do all the work myself and nobody sent me Jack this week. So I had to go out and find all of these weird news stories myself. And I would like to let everybody know that of course we're going to go to Florida at some point, but let's start with, when you think of Sweden, what do you think of?
0: I, I don't. I, for some reason, I think of just nice people who uh, are not mad at anybody.
1: They're nice people. They're beautiful people. Beautiful people, and yeah, yeah. Um, they yeah. have a. New, they have blonde ne-
0: down pat. Yes,
1: they're they're beautiful people. Yeah, and they have a, a food museum, Glenn. you can go to a museum. Well, that's what I want to go to. About food, however, it is called the disgusting food museum. They serve things like gin brewed with ants poop wine well testicle beer flavored with the smoked dung of icelandic sheep they you can go and you can have maggoty cheese from sardinia iceland and fermented shark flesh and peruvian frog smoothies
0: (laughs) Peruvian, what
1: (laughs) they have peruvian frog smoothies at the disgusting museum uh i'm gonna uh, skip
0: this one i think uh yeah. You're not going to go there? No. Come
1: it's, on. It's yeah. They even have alcohol in the museum that is considered drinkable in many parts of the world. Um, uh, there's uh, something that was used in South Korea as a medicinal remedy and it's a uh, beer made from human poop. So <laughs> there's all <laughs> sorts of things. The whale testicle beer is a seasonal product only though, Glenn. So you're only going to go there in the winter time. Okay. To get that. Um, yeah, Korean wine, ancient beers made from corn that is chewed into a paste before. They fr- so they somebody this corn into a paste and then they spit it out and then they ferment it. <laughs> and then they have Pruno, a prison wine made from fruit and brewed in a toilet. <laughs> this is possibly the worst place ever.
0: God. And
1: again, when do people clean- pay to go here. People love this place, apparently. Disgusting Feud Museum. And uh, I can't wait to go have a Peruvian frog smoothie. It has been <laughs> on my list. They have a beer, a Scottish beer, that's 55%. Wow. Uh,
0: that
1: would That would <clears> knock <throat> you
0: on your... Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, here's the thing about this, though. The high alcohol content isn't the weirdest part. The actual... When you order it, it comes... <laughs> Think of a beer bottle, okay? And the beer bottle has been stuffed inside a taxidermied squirrel. So you're holding a squirrel taxidermied and drinking out of its mouth.
0: What are they doing in Sweden?
1: (laughs) I think they're bored. They're bored a lot. Okay, next
0: one. Next one. All right.
1: There was a, uh, Halloween display that, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about an email that I got from a sweet angel of a 16 year old that just emailed me, uh, this morning. Uh, so I, I was going to do this story, but knowing that I have 16 year olds that are sweet angels writing me and listening to the show, I feel like I'm, I'm going to have to tiptoe around this new story, Glenn, because there's children present. Um, but it's a skeleton Halloween display that neighbors complained about. This is in Richmond, Texas. And um she had uh she had a lot of uh skeletons that were posed in
0: Oh certain uh, a, certain ways. In, yeah. Well,
1: no, I mean, yeah, yeah. So she actually got a letter saying she had 30 days to shut it down, which perfect because she was going to take it down in November. Well, first. I was anyway. going to say 30 days. That's <laughs>
0: kind of ridiculous.
1: So it would be like a skeleton posed on a pole. Like a, a pole, <laughs> pole dancing. And then I think there we was a say lot that. of people surrounding the pole handing out money.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: she even did a VIP area. There's lots of photos on it. You can go to HuffPost.com to see all the pictures. She changed the scenario every night. And she even at the end added a VIP line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next story. <laughs> There's drama at the San Diego, San Francisco zoo. Actually, we're going to head over to California. Now the San Francisco zoo, the, somebody went and stole a lemur from the zoo. San Francisco police department officers responded to the report of a burglary and they had a break into the lemur habitat and are calling on the public to help with any information leading to the animal's whereabouts. How the heck does somebody sneak out of the zoo with a lemur? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) It seems like it'd be a little hard, like you might get noticed, but anyway, there's a, a call out for the missing lemur at the San Francisco Zoo. His name is Maki and he requires specialized care. He's 21 years old. If you spot somebody in the San Francisco area, or I guess anywhere else, it could be anywhere by now, uh, dial nine one one. And they said, dial nine one one and be prepared to provide as much detail as possible. That's the tweet from the San Francisco police.
0: <laughs> you know, we, uh, we get stories all the time here in Florida about people shoplifting, and they're always stuffing stuff down their pants. Uh, so oh, God. Pants seems to be, be the... Idea. And it's, it's, it's like somebody stole 25 racks of ribs, and they put it down their pants, and I'm going, what do you got to look like to put 25 <laughs> racks of ribs down your pants and get away with it? Or well, lobsters is skiing, one. lobsters leave, is the one that cracks me up, because you're buying those live. How are you stealing lobsters down your pants and why? uh, uh, Like, are you going to put that there? Okay, so you go up to the meat counter and there's
1: like the lobsters that are in the tank and you're like, the guy's like, hey, can I help you? And you're like, yeah, sure. Wait, look over there.
0: (laughs) I'll take three at, of those, and then you just at, stuff them down your pants. At so the like, moment,
1: you distract him. You say, oh, my gosh, what is <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, what is that? Is that Toby Keith? <laughs> and then you reach in, and you grab a lobster, stuff it down your pants, and you turns around. And he's like, I didn't see him. And you're like, oh, never mind. It's not him.
0: I lost a lot of weight, like 30 Ow. pounds in the last two weeks. I could probably fit some lobsters in my pants right now. So I There's don't no. recommend it. No, I don't it's, recommend pro- it's it. probably dangerous. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, if you see a leader.
0: I'll be on the lookout for some lemurs, okay?
2: And
1: finally, we have got to go to Florida. And this is the political news story of the day. And, of course, the political news story comes from Florida. Let's see. I'm trying to find the name of the woman. It hasn't been published. Okay. So um, a couple drives into their polling place, and this is in Orange County, in Orlando. Oh, yeah, where's Orlando. yes, where you're Sunday. going. <laughs> uh, yeah, by the way, y'all, I'll be uh, in. I'm taking my kid in this COVID climate to Universal Studios next week. So I will be gone do you Monday. Have your,
0: uh, do you have your Spider-Man mask and your Hulk masks? Are you ready to go? We them?
1: have all sorts of masks. We are prepared. Yeah, I've got my HRN host mask.
0: Yeah, I'm sure uh, you're going to be buying more, too, because your son's going to see the cool Spider-Man and Hulk mask, and he's going to want some.
1: This is going to cost me, a fortune. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know it is Harry Potter, like Oh, on. the Harry
0: Potter masks. I didn't think about it. you can get me one of those or get Jennifer one. She loves Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. Well, Keep that in we'll mind for see.
0: Christmas. Okay. I think
1: I'll be broke by then. <laughs> um, okay, so this couple drives into a polling place and the man gets out of the car and the woman waits in the car, and the man waited in line the entire time. And got all the way up to the front of the line. Now you, how how long was the average wait time?
0: Probably in Orange County, it was an hour, a couple. You know, okay. it was yeah,
1: an hour or two. Yeah, let's see. So the the wife waits in the car, and the husband gets all waited waits in line and gets all the way winds his way all the way to the front, and he sees uh, this woman who's a poll worker, poll worker Karen Gonzalez, and the 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 man, the husband, said, "Hey." Um, can you guys like I've waited in line this whole time. Um, can y'all go out and help my wife get out of the car and bring her in so she can vote? And they're like, uh, why can't she come in by herself? And he's like, well, she's about to have a baby, but she won't go to the hospital to have the baby until she votes.
0: <laughs> There's <dedication. laughs>
1: I was, She said I was like, OK, what can I do to facilitate her vote? Where can I go help? They then, she said, Gonzalez went out to the car where she reportedly found the pregnant woman breathing heavily. (laughs) She checked her ID, took in her ballot and told her, handed her a mail-in ballot and said, send it in by 7 p.m. (laughs) The good news is the hospital was half a mile away. And so even though the baby was crowning. She got to the hospital just in time. Apparently, when the lady said, "Um, you just send it in by 7 (laughs) p.m., the pregnant lady goes, no, 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 I need to fill it out right now. So she filled it out while in labor and the poll worker said I gave her an I voted sticker and they were off to the hospital.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for accommodating her. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, the supervisor
1: you. of elections officer did not release the voter's name. <laughs> she the lady did say, We are very busy, but when something like that happens, it just makes our day. I bet
0: it does. So otherwise <laughs> it's pretty boring. <laughs> just people whining That's all day.
1: Box news you guys yeah
0: all right let's go to our next guest uh, as usual on the first wednesday of every month we go to guests from black reigns magazine
1: before our next guest comes on i have to apologize because i pronounced her name wrong and even though glenn said that sounds amazing and she sounds like a movie star it even sounds more movie star now glenn because it's actually micaela did i say that right micaela perfect her. Michaela Lawson, congratulations. You're the new editor of Black Reigns Magazine. I am, and I'm so excited.
0: Did you kick now, Stanford to the curb? Uh, uh, what did you do with Stanford? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Stanford probably feels like he's been
1: kicked to the curb, <laughs> but he's he's still there
3: okay
0: all right just checking <laughs>
1: yeah you're fine glenn uh, he's fine uh so michaela tell us a little bit about what tell us a little bit about yourself like are you a horse girl i am very much a horse girl i i uh love
3: horses deeply i'm a third generation writer uh my grandfather um is from was he passed away but my grandfather was from Haiti he owned a ranch had a ton of horses so um, my mom grew up um, riding bareback through the island Um, my father was also a rider and I I love to ride and I have three daughters they they
1: all ride oh my gosh you have three children on ponies holy moly three of them
3: one, they, uh, three girls, and one of them is an eventer. She competes. Um, is an aspiring. She would love to to be an FEI rider. Um, so yeah, it's so we we have uh, we do horses a lot. <laughs> we just love them.
1: Do you have your own? Do you have your own place? Do you board them? How's that look? So we have six horses. Um,
3: Ariana has uh, her main horse is a sixteen three Mustang. So and uh, my oldest daughter. So Ariana, she's 15. Um, And then I, I mostly ride an appendix quarter horse. And I also have a Mustang that I, I found in Nebraska um, a couple of months ago, and she has become my hard horse. And so I've been training her. um, And we have a Norwegian quarter horse that um ariana got um when she was nine i believe 10 something like that um yeah so that's uh and then who else kit kat is our pony that we use for the for my little one um and then another little mustang that i'm also training
1: oh my gosh we
3: where are where do you live so i live in utah um just north of salt lake city um And uh, I I grew up upstate New York and came out here to go to school and uh, met my husband
1: here and kind of uh, stayed. Gotcha. Well, I I just feel like I was asking because I feel like we should be best friends because you two
0: are soul sisters here. I think
1: (laughs) We are, we are. I don't have three daughters. I wasn't that uh, prolific. I have one (laughs) child, (laughs) but, but that sounds amazing. I, I love my Mustang too. And it's like, this Yay, weird you're a
3: Mustang lover. Oh yes. <laughs> I
1: love that. You know, it's funny as you said, Frisian quarter and I have an Andalusian baby and then I have an Oldenburg oh and I have a Mustang God. and then I have a mutt. Like I just have a little bit of everything. It's about more about the yes. horse than the breed, you know? Yes, definitely. But where on earth did your daughter find a 16, three hand Mustang? So
3: when she uh, was ready to, you know, find a horse that she can, um, in. we started just looking, um, for something and, and she was very anti Mustang. Um, she had a bad experience with, um, a Mustang at a barn, um, uh, that, uh, had, uh, thrown her and just was, uh, just wasn't well-trained. And so that was not what she wanted. So we started looking, and one day, someone on one of my Facebook horse groups contacted me and said, I have the, the perfect horse for your daughter. And this person was up in Idaho. And so she sent me videos, and this horse looked amazing and just an incredible jumper. Um, he looked like a, a thoroughbred. And um, and so I, I pulled up the videos and told my, my daughter, look at this gorgeous warm blood. And she, she was looking at him. And she's like, oh, he's gorgeous. And I was like, and he's a Mustang. And she's like, what? Um, but uh, we decided to go look at him. And the minute she got on him, she knew he was it. Um, so he's one of the biggest um, horses. He's from um, from Idaho, um, from the HMAs out of Nevada. And he's one of the biggest Mustangs that have come out there. And he's huge. Like, uh, when you see him, uh, he's, he's, he, his body's built more like a like a thoroughbred but he's so tall and just legs that go on for days um uh, so it's but fun
1: uh, watching i've now stalked your daughter online and i'm looking at her pictures and videos with him yeah. and you say thoroughbred to me he looks like a giant warm blood uh one of my mustangs came from black rock and he in nevada and he was huge too he was 16 hands and built like what? a but a tank but this guy is much sportier than that yeah yeah he's very athletic So he's been—he's
0: a
3: good inventor for her, Um, just not afraid, and and has uh, just a lot of guts, (laughs) just amazing mind. Um, They have an incredible bond. So I mean, you can see that if you go through her uh, Instagram page, you'll see the videos of the two of them. One of my uh, favorite things about them—I do a lot of photography for her, and many times I'll catch them with the same expression or walking in the (laughs) same. Uh, you know they're just so in sync it's it's
0: super fun to watch
1: that's awesome. Well, this is great. Well, I'm so excited. I didn't even know you were going to be a Mustang owner on top of it. Glenn, oh, did you have something? Yeah.
0: I just want to, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, do you have goals for Black Reigns?
1: I was going to get to that, Glenn. Oh, the okay. girls oh. talk horses. That's what we do.
0: Yeah, but see, I have to watch the time and make sure we get the... Uh, I see, because oh, I man. know Stanford's listening to this and he's going to go, they didn't talk about the magazine the whole damn time. Okay.
1: What oh, are God. your plans you for Black Reigns magazine?
3: <laughs> Trying to keep
0: overdue. you two on track
3: <laughs> absolutely it's bad getting two mustang
1: lovers together
0: we won't stop talking about it especially
1: but, with um, kids right. and we like talk about the babies and the horses and the mustangs it's all good
3: all right back Let's to go. black Reigns now exactly sorry 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 <laughs> now with black Reigns, i'm so excited to to be in this position um stanford has done an incredible job for the last couple of years and i feel just to be able to add on to what he's he's done I want to be able to get Black Reigns to talk about things that, that matter in the equestrian world, to, um, to show all of these incredible people doing amazing things. At the end of the, the day, my goal and Stanford's goal for Black Reigns is to be a publication that talks about the underdogs, um, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, um, is to share those stories. We want to be able to have young kids like my daughter um, to look at this publication and say, I want, I can do that and to create opportunities um, for so many of them. Um, in our first default uh, issue that we just published, we featured um, Ezekiel Mitchell, who is an African-American professional bull rider, and he is currently number eight in the world. Um, that is the highest um, any uh, person of color has been on that um ranking and he's
1: on a path to hopefully win a championship wow Wow. awesome well where can people find black rains magazine so currently
3: we are working really hard to get it into you know local shops but right now you can go online at blackreigns.com and order um a subscription um we have an exciting calendar we're doing a series of calendars. Is that you on the um, cover of the
0: calendar for next year?
3: That's my, that is my daughter. That's and, your daughter. Uh, okay. The, or, that is, yes, that's Ariana with jet. And that's the Mustang, there, but that is the Mustang. He's so What beautiful. a beautiful
0: picture. And so we, took,
3: yeah. that we, t- so for their birthdays with my girls, we do experiences. So they don't get gifts, but they get an experience. And her experience, she wanted to go to California and ride on the beach with, with jet. And so I, captured this image of them and where they they just it was just right when they got into the water it was cold they both reacted to it it was fun and that ended up being the cover of the uh, the calendar because it was when i came up with the idea it was the only professional picture i had access to as i gathered other pictures and i was very hesitant to make it the cover obviously because she's my daughter but Stanford just loved it so much and insisted that that remain the cover. So I was excited to, well, well, I'll to have a, her do that.
0: I'll put a copy of that on our show notes, too, so that everybody can see that picture, can see your daughter and the horse. Uh, it's a great picture. You did a great job. And we're excited to be working with you and Stanford uh, as we continue to do these segments. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun for us, and I hope for, for the guests as well.
3: We are looking forward to our continued relationship. So this is exciting. Thank you and very I'm much. I'd, I'd all right. A new friend, or two new friends, but definitely a Mustang lover. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I right. yeah, I don't count.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't <laughs> have a hackney pony, so you know I don't count. Apparently, Yay. yeah. We it love We
1: will find you a Mustang <laughs> pony. It'd be easy. You can join the club.
0: Black Greens yeah, Magazine. <laughs> Check it out. Thanks a bunch. All
3: right. Thanks, girl. Thank you. Have a great day, you guys.
0: And again, their guests uh, are always delightful. I <laughs> just love I having them I, on. I, I love her. And her
1: daughter, the horse is gorgeous. The whole thing is really beautiful. Yeah. So. And they it's look really a lot cool.
0: alike. Because if you look at the picture of her and the daughter, <laughs> they look a lot alike. All right, I so, think you're
1: saying the horse and the daughter look no, alike. No, they kinda, no, of Mom that, and the daughter. cover with black reins, they both hit the water. They're both like, ah! ah.
0: <laughs> no, the, the, the picture's funny. All right. So, uh, No slipping. No sliding, no problem. Eco Gold's secure saddle pads are engineered to keep the horses back comfortable and keeping the saddle in place for a safe, competitive ride. They have impact protection through the seat and ultra-thin flaps provide the rider with better communication and more stable riding position. They're available in both English and Western styles. You can shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. And I know you have one of their pads and use it all the time.
1: Uh, yeah. So remember I used to collect saddle pads and I was like a saddle pad hoarder. Well, I'm not anymore. I just have a couple pads and I have dressage pads, but I have the cool fit cross country saddle pad. It is a pad that's designed to keep your horse cooler and they have like different textiles in it and there's a fleece on the bottom and it is just the most comfortable pad. It just forms to the horse. I, I use it on everybody. And, uh, so now I don't have 120 pads in my saddle, uh, my tack room anymore. I have this one. Okay. This one, it's the best I've got. I've got rid of everything else. There is, I mean, I'm just thrilled with eco gold. So, Yeah, they're more expensive, but this one is $195, and you're like, oh, my God. Well, that's like four pads of other crappy kinds. So get one and replace four. So definitely put it on your Christmas list because it is worth it. I'm telling you right now, it's worth it. It's my favorite pad, favorite, 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 favorite.
0: Ecogold.ca. Well, auditors, hang on. We'll have a post show for you today, something I want to talk about. We're going to get a little political, not not Trump-Biden political, but uh, horsey political and here in just a minute. And uh, we're going to
1: have to keep it short because I have a big day
0: today. All right. Well, I just checked in, too, uh, on the election, and that guy and that guy are all the same. Nothing's changed. So, Would yes. you like to
1: hear what my big day is? You didn't even
0: know. No, I mean, that's uh, remember
1: what we were talking about Monday? I set you up for something. You have to, like, go with it.
0: Yeah, well. Uh, Glenn, I'm uh, going to have
1: to keep it short because
0: I have a big day today. Uh, what do you got going today, Jamie?
1: Do you know what I'm doing at 11 o'clock this morning my I time? I have no idea. I am taking a side saddle riding lesson. Our listener Maggie is coming through town and she's bringing side saddles and I'm going to take a side saddle lesson. Oh, that'll
0: be entertaining. We, We need pictures of that for sure.
1: Oh, there will be. I said, what do I need? And she's like, Nothing, except for a horse that won't kill
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one of those, by the way? I'm just I don't know. <laughs> I want to try it on Zeus. Zeus, like, yeah, know. let's see how I that know. goes. I w- yeah, uh, let me call the hospital now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I want to try it on Zeus. So that. So, and then Abby's going to take one, too. So we'll either use Duke or Luna, but Duke can't really... Do too much besides walk around. So maybe we'll use Luna. And uh, yeah, we'll have some photos of my side saddle lesson with Maggie Herlinski. She's coming over. And we'll hear and all to- about
0: it on Friday. Oh, yeah. Right. There you go.
1: Bandit or Get a mustache. Find that lever.
0: Still no winner. Just saying. Still? Nothing's changed actually since we started the show.
1: I just don't want to see anybody tell me to go vote anymore. That's
0: good. Yeah, me too. All right, cut. All right. So now uh, let's talk a little bit about the World Equestrian Center. Okay. Quick. Sorry. I'm right. going to give you the Reader's Digest version here. Um, so World Question Center uh, is close to HITS here in Ocala. HITS has been here for 30 years. They're the big, the people who don't go to Wellington to do jumpers, do it at HITS. All right. So the second That's tier. horses
1: in the sun.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horses in the sun. And they're the second tier, I would say. Horses uh, that don't go to Wellington and do top tier, they come here and do HITS for like 15 weeks. And the place is a dump to be honest. Um, so, and that's here in Ocala. So now they built the World Equestrian Center, which uh, he is spending a billion dollars on. Uh, and by the way, it is just unbelievable. <laughs> I drove like by legit yesterday. a
1: billion dollars. Legit yeah, a
0: obviously. billion dollars of his own money. So now, um, and it looks like he spent a billion dollars. Um, so they are too close together for the World Equestrian Center to be Able to offer USEF sanctioned events because there's a mileage rule, you can only have sanctioned events so close close together. We actually talked to him about this when he was on the show with us, and um, so he found a way. The guy from the World Equestrian Center found a way to get around it. He sanctioned all the shows through the Snaffle Bit Association. That's mm-hmm. correct. Well, the USEF came out yesterday and does not know what to do with this at all. Uh, so. Apparently, the USEF has a rule with the FEI that if you participate in a show like this, you it voids your membership. <laughs> it's, there's the, all these rules around it. And so now there's this war going on between the USEF, the FEI, uh, uh, Rogers over at, uh, at the World Equestrian Center and HITS. Uh, there's this battle going on. It's just like the presidential election. I'm probably going to start getting texts and uh, mailers. <laughs> There's probably going to be commercials on TV. But, you know, if I'm going to put my money on a guy, I'm going to put it on the guy with the billion dollars. Uh, I'm just going to put it on the guy with the billion dollars. This sounds
1: like a big mess.
0: Oh Well, you know, when he was on the show with us, he said, I will just... Now, he's putting up for this 12 weeks over the winter of jumping, he's putting up $9 million in prize money. So there were a lot of comments today. Pe- people going, well, they're not going to care about the points. They're going to come for the money, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, would you care about the points if you had a chance to win uh, that kind of money? No. So I think uh, points,
1: points. Give <laughs> yeah. me millions of dollars. dollars, exactly.
0: So and when he was on the show when he this first started a year ago with us, we were commenting on how candid he was because he said, "I'll just put up enough money and they'll come." Yeah. Guess what? He was very. <laughs> He's doing it. He's putting up the money and they're going to come. I'm very excited because we live three miles from there and I can go watch any show anytime. So we're very excited about having it so close. Um, It's closer than I actually was when we lived in Kentucky to the Kentucky Horse Park. And this makes the Kentucky Horse Park look like it was built 50 years ago and had no infrastructure. So imagine the stadium at the Kentucky Horse Park and this stadium, it looks even nicer. So there you go. It
1: just sounds amazing. It
0: is. So, yeah. So I will continue to keep you updated on the goings on over there at the World Equestrian Center and whether there actually are shots being fired. Uh, We'll we'll let you know. But otherwise, (laughs) go take a lesson. Side saddle.
1: Thank you. I
0: will. It should be good.
1: Zeus and I side saddle just as long as again. What do you need? A helmet and a horse ain't going to kill you.
0: Done. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll see. (laughs) I don't know. Good luck with Maggie.